I think one of the things that we forget when we are claiming the promises of God is that yes, they are promises of God, but we also have to do our, our part. It is an exchange of sorts. We have to be seeking God and seeking a relationship with him in order for those promises to be promises for our lives. So we're going to point that out today as well as some other things. I pray this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are doing a devotional reading of Psalm 34, beginning in verse 1. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. 
The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will spl- slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. So today we are going over this Psalm of David, and although much of this is pretty straightforward, there's a couple insights I think might be helpful for you as you're reading. The first is that uh, this is a Psalm that David wrote, uh, we know from the title, that David wrote it at the same time that he was dealing with the king of Gath. And so back in 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 through 15, you can read that story, where basically um, there's a Philistine king. um, It's similar to like what a pharaoh would be in Egypt. And his name was Abimelech. And when Saul was pursuing David to kill him, um, at this point, David is newly appointed as king. He fled to this Philistine city of Gath, and that's a place where Saul could not follow him. But when David realized that he had a whole new set of problems because of the danger from the Philistine king, he basically pretended to be a madman, a crazy person, so that he would let him go. And you know, perhaps that event also led the Philistines to believe that um, David as king as a madman would be no threat to them. Um, we don't know for sure, but that's kind of the illusion that's here. That's what is going on in the background of what we're reading today. So keep that in mind as we read through um, some some of this content. The As David is writing this psalm, he is filled with enthusiasm, really, and excitement because he's praising God for this miraculous rescue. And the fact that God heard him and answered his prayer is an encouragement for us that God is there for us when we are experiencing goodness and also these difficult times. And it was um, a kind of a brilliant plan that, that David had to escape this Philistine king. Um, but, but regardless, he is still seeing God's hand of deliverance on him as he gets him out of that situation. In verse 7, let me read that. It says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers him. The angel of the Lord, um, we see this this verbiage throughout the Old Testament. It probably here in this instance, it probably refers to a multitude of angels in heaven. Sometimes uh, the angel of the Lord refers to the Lord himself. Sometimes it refers to a messenger. But in this instance, it probably refers to the multitude of angels. And so they're essentially ministering spirits that are sent to those who are believers in Yahweh. So... I think the encouragement that's here is that God has commissioned his angels to protect and rescue us believers from physical and spiritual harm. And so that promise that God gives us will be involved in situations in our lives, whether we realize it or not. And I've talked about some of my 
experiences on the mission field um, in throughout the podcast before, but there have been times where I know that God has sent ministering angels to protect me and, and situations where I should have been dead, but God miraculously rescued, rescued me. So I love that we see um, David referring to that here, but it's also an encouragement for us too, that even when we don't understand things in the physical, we have a God a supernatural God that steps in on our behalf. Uh, verse nine, it says the fear of the Lord, you, his saints for those who fear him lack nothing. There's promises in this Psalm that can seem conditional in the sense that they're effective really only for those that genuinely fear the Lord. And I, I think sometimes when we get things kind of skewed is with this understanding of like, when we talk about there's promises, the promises of God in scripture, those promises don't ring true for those that don't follow God. And so sometimes what will happen is people will, that do not otherwise believe in God, will start claiming a promise that because they're taking the Bible out of context or, or they're misunderstanding what it's saying, the promises of God are for followers of God. And I think that's an important condition we have to remember that um, while God's promises are true, they are somewhat conditional because you have to follow him in order for them to, to, to be a promise. And so as God promises to set us free from fear, like in verse four, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fear. That deliverance from fear is a, is a promise for those that follow God. He promises in verse six and verse 17 to save us from trouble in verse seven to send angels to protect us in verse nine to meet our needs in verse 10, 12, I'm sorry, to give us a fulfilling life in verse 15 to hear our prayers in verse 18 to comfort us with his presence in verse 22 to renew our relationship with him. But all of those and throughout the scriptures, throughout the Psalms, we see it. All of those depend on our willingness to seek after him in relationship. And so verse four, I sought the Lord. That's the first part of it. I sought the Lord and then he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Again, verse 10, 10 those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The condition here is that we are seeking the Lord. And so, yes, he will deliver us from our fear if we are seeking him. That's, that's the conditional part. It's a consequence of our relationship with him. It's a good consequence for sure, but it's a consequence of our relationship with him. First, we seek him, then the promise comes. And so, you know, crying out to him in verse six, fearing and honoring him in verses seven and nine, keeping our tongues from lying in verse 13, avoiding the world's evil in verse 14, doing good and seeking peace in verse 14, having broken and humble hearts in verse 18, becoming his servants in verse 22, there is a condition. And, and I think sometimes we forget that we oversee that we, we look over it quickly, just thinking, okay, a promise of God, a promise of God. No, we have a responsibility on our part too. We have a responsibility to be in right relationship with God in order to benefit from the pr promises of God. One of these verses, let's see. I, that I, I want to just point out because I think it's important. Peter references in first Peter three verses nine through 12, where he talks about, um, not repaying evil with evil. 
he refers to what we see here in this psalm. You might not recognize it because the language is a little bit different. Because when Peter is talking, he is referring to the Greek version of this psalm. And the psalms we know were originally written in Hebrew, but then the Septuagint is the Greek version, and that would have been the version that Peter was using. So let me read it for you. Verses 12 through 16. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off memory of them from the earth. And so when Peter is admonishing and saying that, you know, you should not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but you're to repay evil with blessing. That's First Peter 3, 9 through 12. He's looking at this admonition that we see here in 34, 14, where it says, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. And this is the principle that he's basing it off of, where we're repaying evil with blessing. Sometimes we neglect this idea that there is both uh, an element of faith and an element of practice. And so we can say all day long that we believe in God, but if our actions don't reflect that, then how, how is that a witness to anybody else? And so what we see Peter doing is really kind of correcting our hearts and our minds where he's saying, no, uh, there has to be both faith and practice. In verse 20, I want to point this out too. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. John quotes this when he's talking about his account of the crucifixion to portray Jesus's bones went unbroken and it's a fulfillment of prophecy. So in John 19, 36, John is quoting this verse here. And again, it looks a little bit different because there's a, you know, a difference in the languages, but John is quoting this as a fulfillment of prophecy. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. I thought that was interesting to point that out. Let me read, let me back up and read verse 19. It says, a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Often in the Old Testament, what we'll see is that God promises blessing for those who are obedient. And alongside of this promise is the reality that believers or righteous people are going to have many troubles. I mean, that's the the reality of the world that we live in. And so there's a couple things I want to point out here. Believing in God and living rightly does not guarantee a material gain. And, and this is where I think a lot of people get in trouble, especially in the th- thread of like prosperity gospel, for, for instance. This guarantee of blessing is not a guarantee of material things or keep, even keeping us from trouble or suffering in this life. Instead, what this commitment is, is God is going to be present with us despite what we go through. So in sometimes as, be, as believers, we experience this persecution, 
or in spiritual testing. How many of us have gone through a, a season of spiritual testing? Um, what was David going through at the time that he wrote this? He was in a season of spiritual testing. God has determined that we must go through a lot of these hardships, but we're not going to go through it alone. And the difficulties that we face are not a matter of punishment or even a way to earn your place in the kingdom as you get through them. Instead, they are results of the fallen world that we live in, and they can be tools and opportunities to help us learn and grow and to grow stronger spiritually and emotionally. And so our suffering has to be balanced by the knowledge that God desires to step in and rescue us from that trouble, sometimes in ways that we don't even imagine or understand. And so in God's purposes, I guess we should say, there's an allowance for difficulties because through that difficulty, it allows us to recognize his hand of rescue. And then when he rescues us, sometimes it's direct supernatural action. And sometimes, you know, like with with the instance of healing, sometimes it happens this side of heaven and sometimes it happens on the other side of heaven. But the other side of heaven, that is still a victory because that takes us to this place of eternal life with him. Um, there, I talked about this before, but there was a time I was in uh, an African country and the road had washed away and our driver had driven through this particular area and, you know, how it is in some locations in rural Africa, there's only one road. Like if you don't go down that road, you're not, you're not going. And the road had washed away since the last time the driver had driven down that road. And we didn't know it until it was too late. And our bus completely flipped. And as we were flipping, everybody else on the bus was asleep except for me and one other girl. And I looked up at her. And as I looked up at her, um, and I looked, I looked over at her. We both like kind of looked at each other, realizing like we were, this is probably the last moment before we died. And as our bus started to flip, um, the supernatural hand of God picked us back up and lifted us back on the other side of that ravine, um, where the, where the road had been washed away and placed us on the road. And if you turned around and you looked, there's no way you could have even jumped or, you know, there's no way, like there was a, a, the road was completely washed away with like almost like a ravine in between both parts of the road. And the fact that we have been picked back up and put back on the road, it was a supernatural occurrence. It was, that was the only way to explain it. There's no physical way that could have happened. And in fact, um, later a, a bus full of people had died going down that same exact road. And so what I know is um, I can't say that there wasn't any believers on that bus full of people that died. But what I do know is that God's supernatural hand was on me and my life and the people that were in our bus. And, and so I say that to say sometimes that rescue happens on this side of heaven and sometimes it happens on the other side of heaven. But the promise is that we will not go through those troubles alone. We will not have to face them on our own. And I love what we see in David's example 
uh, like he was up against something crazy and he had no idea what to do. But yet through the wisdom of God, he hatched a plan and God rescued him from that situation. I love thinking through the ways that God continues to reveal himself and to rescue us in such creative ways. And I, I think all of that is important to point out. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read chapter 34 again, Psalm 34 again, and hopefully some of that insight is helpful for you to understand. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of his all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Father God, we thank you for the way that you step in to rescue us from the things of this world. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to my friends as they are seeking you, that they would recognize that even in in your promises, we have a, a role and our role is to seek you, God. So Lord, help that to be the posture of our hearts today. Help us to seek you, to cry out to you, to pursue our relationship with you, to fear you, to honor you, to keep our tongues from lying, to avoid the evil of the world, to do good and to seek after peace, to have broken and humble hearts. Help us to become your servants, Lord. God, I thank you for the treasure of your word, and I pray that you will continue to reveal yourself through the pages that we study. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before we go, I just want to tell you about a couple resources that are available to you. The first two are free. On my website, shehears.org, there's a free one-week devotional on the desires of the heart, and that is there completely free for you. I pray that that blesses you and you can take advantage of that. And then every Monday, we have a newsletter that goes out that has some journal prompting questions that go along with the podcast episodes, because I think journaling is a way to help us get the information from our head into our hearts. And so that that, again, is completely free. And then also the, the Facebook group. In the Facebook group, it's the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Group on Facebook. That is a completely free community. I did a live in there yesterday. 
It's a place for me to answer questions or to get prayer or accountability or just have some community for Christian women. So all of those are completely free. And then also, if you have already done the She Hears Bible study and you're wondering what's next, um, don't worry, I am writing more studies. But in the meantime, one of the things that the She Hears Bible study does is it gives you the tools that you need to to transfer that color method of study to other passages of scripture. So on my website, I have a bunch of resources for you if you are looking for this, okay, what's next? There is the Bible journals, which is what I personally use. They're beautiful. There's a gospel set there. And those are easy because they're small. You can throw them in a bag that and your highlighters or a pen and and you're good to go. And then there's also some note-taking Bibles or journaling Bibles. So if you want to do the color method right in your Bible, but you don't want to write in your study Bible, it is Bibles that are dedicated with space for note-taking and journaling. It's perfect for doing the color method. Or if you were somebody that wants to dig a little bit deeper and you don't have a study Bible, we have those as well. So lots of different resources. There's some like uh, books of the Bible bookmarks on there to make it easy to find your way around your Bible. All resources that I put on there specifically to help you grow in your spiritual journey to hearing God's voice more clearly. So I pray that those things are a blessing to you. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.